Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Michael Felder, who do you like better, Kansas City or Tennessee? Michael doesn't care about the NFL. He's not, he's not an NFL like, guy. Is this an NFL? You mean like the? You mean volunteers or like uh, does Kansas City have a football? Like you're talking about the like the Kansas, Kansas City, State, Missouri, Missouri, Kansas, Kansas, oh, the Kansas, yeah, UMKC. I don't think they have a football program. Yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm I am I am enjoying a break from from sports. I'm watching a lot of Bravo. So what are you watching? Uh, you want to talk about? I'm watching. Listen, I'm watching Real Housewives. I'm watching Below Deck. I'm watching Vanderpump Rules. Would you like to go on one of those? Would you like to go on Below Deck? I'd like to have the amount of money that it needs to rent a super yacht, mm-hmm. but I don't think I'd want to be on Below Deck. Okay, okay, I got you. You want your privacy, <laughs> but you would. The problem with you is, Michael, you'd be busting up in the galley trying to cook for everybody. Oh, I. Oh, you know, you know, I, I, I'm getting down there with the race. So I'm getting down there with Ben. I'd be in there. I'd be like, hey, what if we tried it this way? Can yeah. we do? Can I help? Exactly. Is there anything I can do to help? All right. And they would not like that, but absolutely would love that. Like it's the idea of going on a super yacht is alluring because it's not a cruise. It's it's like your own. It's like a mega rental. It's just in the water. Yeah, that's what it is. So yeah, that's that, and that that is appealing to me. I do not want to go on a cruise. That yeah. just seems like a bunch of people on a boat. That sounds together. terrible. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I do want to get stuck. For some reason, because we can't port on a yacht, I don't want to get stuck because we can't port on a cruise ship. I'm with you on that. If uh, that's Bingo. the point, I'm 100 percent on board. As long as we have supplies, I'm in. Um, and yes, the oldest saying still applies, right? About uh, if it uh, flies or floats or something else. I can't remember what the third thing is. Yep. Um, you should rent. It. It's cheaper. Yeah, it's much cheaper yep. than buying it. So, I mean, I don't have the oh, money. Yeah, they- if I had enough money to buy a plane, like I would like to. Like we've joked about this before, Michael. When the lottery comes up, and it's like fifty million. That'd be awesome, and I would quit my job. But that's not jet money. Like your take home, you're not no. going out and buying a jet. But if it's three hundred and fifty million, you probably buy a nice old jet. Hmm. Yeah, but I just I'm 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 listen. You got to lease it. You got to rent it. Like I don't I don't want to have to deal with the maintenance. I don't want to have to deal with any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I like you know what you know what I'd like I'd like to have the, enough money to call someone and have them book a plane for me the same day. Yeah, that's really what you need. You just need like a lease agreement, right? Yeah. Buy into one yeah. of those where you can just you get so many miles a year to yeah, fly. Yeah, like wheels up or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's yeah. the deal. Okay, mm-hmm. I think we got it all worked out. Okay, just the uh, rich part is the part that's <laughs> holding us back right now. We got the plan together, boys. <laughs> well, we just need the capital. You gotta be ready just in case. Hey, that's it. You can't execute a plan if you don't have a plan, mm-hmm. Michael. It's like you're not going to show up in the kitchen and just go. I hope a great meal comes together. Mm-hmm. You can do a little planning on the front end. Bingo. What are you working Bingo. on these days? What's planning. what have you what have you tried lately? Oh man! So my wife has been. She got sick of me smoking chicken, so we're we're doing a little fried chicken these days. Fried some mm. wings, like bar style. She really loved that. Shallow Double fry or fry. deep fry? Um, I use a Dutch oven. Okay. So I do, I do it, but I double fry them. So I, I mm. it's basically a grease poach. The first one is at around three thirty. The grease poach, and then you get those guys out, and then put them in the freezer. I move freezer to fridge, and then after the fridge, I go back into the grease at around three seventy five. You get them back in there, get them crisp. But they stay plump, and that's what I want. I like a plump wing. Mm-hmm. I don't like when they're hard fried and they start to shrink up. You know what I'm talking about? I do. 
I do. Yeah, you I don't know like about that shrinkage. So. Oh, all too well. I was in the pool. Yeah, I was in the pool. Thank you, Cassandra. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's everything it should be and more. <laughs> So, all right, go ahead, Wes. You want to ask about a certain someone? From the pool someone? to the portal. There you go. What do you? I mean, I'm seeing some benefits of the portal just for Arkansas fans. And here's something I don't think people think about: the the chemistry of a team. And that's why I think the portal can be good. You know what? If you're not happy here, leave. Go. Go find you somewhere else. Because chances are that an unhappy guy is going to make for an unhappy or even a divided locker room. So I think if you can replace some unhappy guys who want to get out in the portal with some guys who want to be here, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a good thing too. And I, and the, the, I view it kind of, we, I think we're on the same page. I view it from the other side where playing football, if you're not happy, is really hard. You know, like if, hmm. hey, I got to go get my, you know, I got to go hit people every day or I got to go lift weights every, lift heavyweights every day and I'm just I don't like being here so it makes it even harder and you're right if you can leave you should you, you should go and I think that's just the portal gives them an opportunity to leave I think the interesting part of it at least for me uh, is that that, that to, pretending to Arkansas is they're also building a, a culture of guys that do want to be there right like obviously there's going to be some loss this year with guys whether it's going to the NFL or graduation, what have you, and they're still going to have to juggle that bonus year that guys got because of, the, of 2020. But I think Pittman is building a culture of guys that want to be there. And if you're not interested in being there, that's fine too. But they're creating this atmosphere that is that, that has guys from outside wanting to come in. And I think what people don't realize, I think we think about it a lot with basketball, we think a lot about it with AAU. We think a lot about it with like the ABCDE camp and all those things. But football players are more connected now than ever. And if a guy's having a good experience out of school, he's going to tell a friend who's not in loving his experience, and that guy's going to want to come and play too. Yeah. I think that's been pretty interesting. I think um, we see it with uh, even like Dylan Gabriel, right? He's going to what, Oklahoma, and but that part of him going to Oklahoma is not just their history or tradition; it's him being friends with guys who he's been at camps with and guys that he's played against or played with that are like, hey, man, this place is pretty tight. Like, Venable's a good coach. And that's like a triple connection between him being from Hawaii and then going to UCF and then going – and then but somebody at Clemson letting him know because they're from Florida. Like, it's all this weird – these weird connected pieces, and I think Arkansas is really going to be – and they're gonna. I think Arkansas is going to be a buyer in the market, not a seller. Well, that's it. And I think, you know, we were joking about this the other day, but, I mean, there is some truth to it. I mean, Arkansas is that guy. Like, Arkansas is the guy that can't get the supermodel on the first go-round, but after she has a bad experience with her first husband, she's like, you know what, I just want a guy that makes me laugh. And that's Arkansas. She's cool. like, you know what, on the rebound, like, Arkansas is great because I can play a lot. We're going to have a good time. It's low stress. I'm going to, you know, get to do most of the things I want. We still travel by plane like we're not in a bus, you know. It's a pretty good experience, right? It's still the SEC, and I can still get to the league this way. Yeah, you can get to the league and get a good education. You get an opportunity to, 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 to – I think the big, that the bottom line, guy, I think you're going to have a good experience playing football in Arkansas. Yeah, that's right. And I don't think there's a – I don't think – honestly, I don't think there's a lot of places where you can say that. I think there's a – I think that because Sam Pittman is uniquely positioned as an offensive line guy – he recognizes that those are the guys that get dumped on the most, right? Those are the guys that get ignored 
They don't get talked about. They don't get to talk. They don't do any of those things. And what he's doing is lifting up all of his players. And I hate this idea of, like, he's a player's coach. No, he's a coach's coach. No, he's a coach. But he's also a teacher. And he's going to make – you're going to get better at football playing for him, for them, with them, than you're going to get at a lot of other places. I think about this a lot of the time. Um, when I, when I, for me, particularly, like, I could have gone somewhere else and played more. Play, play, play that all. Play, he got in the game. Been a key part, been a starter. But I learned more in football at UNC than I learned than I would have learned if I had gone to Wofford and played just the one system than I would have learned at, at, at App State. I would have won a national championship at, at App State if I had gone there. But at the end of the day, I don't think I would have been a better football player. And I, a big part of that was because we had guys who ultimately ended up, whether it's in the NFL coaching or they're still coaching in college, uh, but they were teachers. And Sam Pittman strikes me as a teacher, and I think that goes a long way. Michael Felder joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. I saw a story in the Big 12 this morning about their plans for the temporary period when they get their four new additions before they lose Texas and Oklahoma. What uh, They're talking about maybe splitting into two divisions, I guess, seven-team divisions. What do you want to see happen there, and how would this align uh, as far as that goes? What do you expect there? What do you want to see? I mean, it's, it's all going to be that. I mean, you're the Iowa State guy here, right? Right. What do you want to have happen? I'd like Iowa State to be in the North and all the other schools to be in the South, and Iowa State is crowned North champion every single year. I don't think I'm going to get that, though, Michael. That doesn't seem very fair. Because uh, they're going to split Texas and, Texas and Oklahoma, even if it's just for a year or two years, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then they could play They could play as a non- Will uh, they, though? But think about it. If you're the Big 12, wouldn't you want to kind of screw them over, make them have to play and be in the same uh, well, side? The argument was, do you want to make sure that they aren't both in your championship yes. game? So yeah. that may be the, the argument there. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I I want it to be logical, Michael. I'm a logic guy. You know me as far as that goes. Like, I just want yeah. it to be geographically. I don't care how you do it, west, east, north, south. Um, but I want some kind of uh, some kind of something that makes sense. I'm still bothered by Missouri being right. in the east of the SEC. You don't you, you don't want it to be like the ACC is what you're saying. Yes, exactly. So a lot of leagues. I mean, well, let, let's start with the fact that there's 14 teams and and they're called the Big 12. So let's start there. There will be 12 though eventually. Yeah. So that's good. 14 teams are going to get back to 12. I think the reality of it is, uh, for me, I, I think when you split them, I do think you, you, you take Texas and Oklahoma and you put them together. I think that has to do with the fact that, as you mentioned, you don't want them to be in the championship game together, especially seen as a bastion of like carrying the league, even though we know that they're on their way out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other part for me is going to be, uh, how many games are we going to play? Like, how many are we going to play? Are we going to play eight? Are we going to play nine? Are we going to play ten? So I'm less worried about how it and more interested in how many games they actually play and what that does. Because these we've already got future schedules, right? We, we know that. The schedule's, the, the schedule's already futured out for the next almost decade for most of these teams. And how those games play out and how those dates play out is as impactful to the decision in terms of divisions as the actual decision, division, the division decision. And so we'll see how that works out. But I, I do think that having them finding a way to put together marquee matchups out of conference while juggling how many games we actually play in conference. Because do you want to be the Pac-12 that plays, what do they play, nine, ten conference games every year? Nine, yeah. Or do you want to be the SEC? You want to be a team that, a league that plays eight and it gives you a little bit of freedom in scheduling. I think all those things matter. And I think that's 
that's a heavy weight that lays on them, especially knowing that we're only going to do this for a year or for two years or whatever it is. And then we're going to have to change everything up and go and figure something else out. Latavius Breeny uh, was a defensive back for Georgia, number 36. He started 11 games this year for him. I think he lost his job uh-huh. late in the year. He uh, visited Arkansas last night. He's in the portal, speaking of the portal. He visited Arkansas last night. I think he's going to visit Texas, Oklahoma, some other schools. But he has uh, he, apparently he really liked Arkansas last night. Is this a good get for Arkansas? Yeah, he's a, he's got a wealth of knowledge. I think that he's only limited by like his actual ability, you know. And and that's I say that as someone who is remarkably limited by their ability. Um, mm. But he is he's a good tackler. He's a good study. I think he's great in a room, and that's the part where. Again, going back to Arkansas, it's going to make you like he's, he's at Georgia. He's just not as good as uh, Lewis Team, right? He's not as good. Like William Poole, I thought William Poole was a game changer in the national championship game. And William Poole just is a guy that kind of just came out of nowhere and was like, today I'm going to play the best football I've ever played in my life. And Brittany, I think, is someone who fits into that William Poole mold. And I do think that Arkansas's defensive style is going to suit him better because he's going to know what he has to do every play. He doesn't have to be a hero. He doesn't have to be a superstar. So if they can land him, that's fantastic. But Brittany and Dan Jackson, two guys at Georgia that were, I, I thought, were, they never, on film, they never, when you watch them, they never were like, he did it wrong. It was always, they always did everything right. It was a matter of, oh, he's just not fast enough to make this play, or he's not strong enough to make this tackle. But it wasn't an issue of, he doesn't know what he's supposed to do. He just can't physically. I'm sorry. Like, guess what? If you can't tackle, um, what Jamison Williams? If you can't catch Jamison Williams, guess what? Nobody can. The guy's super fast. <laughs> it's okay. You know where you're supposed to be. It's the same as like with Arkansas, right? If you can't tackle KJ Jefferson, if you're a linebacker that couldn't get him down on the ground and he was able to either outrun you or stiff arm you and then run away from you, guess what? That's not your fault. You did everything right. You just you showed up at the wrong moment. Michael, we got to run. I appreciate it. I got it worked out. Kansas, Kansas State, Cincy, BYU, Iowa State, West Virginia. That's obvious. And then I'm going to slide Texas Tech in there so that way Oklahoma State doesn't have to slide. Geographically, they would make more sense, but that way they don't have to slide over to the South Division once Oklahoma and Texas leave. So we're going to leave it that way. And then uh, actually still going to have to slide a team over there, I guess, right because we're going to be at 12. So, yeah, then we'll just slide Texas Tech over there, and that would fit geographically. Or Oklahoma State if you want to, but we want to keep the Oklahoma State-Oklahoma game together. That's a long flight. Yeah. I'm here to work. Texas Tech is the one to me that's the problem, because it's a long flight to nowhere. Well, so is BYU, and so is West Virginia for most of these guys. But anyway. But at least you're moving to a different state. This is in the same state, and you're like, what? You got to go over here? Yeah, no, Lubbock is like another world. You're right. (laughs) Uh, I have been there, done that trip for sure. All right, buddy, we got to run. Thank you so much. It was fun, as always. Enjoy your downtime, my friend. All right. See ya.